This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. That's the toll-free hotline. It's brought to you by GEICO. I'll tell you more about them later. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. I swear to God, folks, I think I've I've seen some things and some stuff. And I had no idea, though, about what I thought I was going to see the other night. I just, I mean, I want to hug Magic Johnson forever just to thank him for these good times, for this fun that he's providing me. Because I thought, again, I, I, I'd i seen some stuff. And yeah, the NBA can be a little bit wild here and there. And there's some things there that are that are a little bit surprising. And then Magic Johnson, during the game, just decides to go in front of the media. And he has, well, he has this to say. Tom, hit it. Today, I'm going to step down, Mr. President. Her and I have such an amazing relationship. She gave me full power to do what I wanted to do. I want to always preserve our relationship and and love her and then I think that I had more fun when I was able to be the big brother and ambassador to everybody. I like to be free and then I got a great life. I was like, damn, I got a great life outside of this. What am, <laughs> what am I doing? You know, I got a beautiful life. So I'm going to go back to that beautiful life. It's Matthew Johnson earlier this week. Someone needs to tell Jeannie Buss. I think she found out a little bit later on, but someone needed to tell her. And it was just off to the races. What a year it's been. And now we hear different rumors that, well, Magic isn't sure that they're going to be able to get the free agents (laughs) that they wanted to get. So he's jumping ship. Wow. See, this is what happens. This is what happens when you forget what, what made you. This is what happens when you forget. And, and let me be brutally honest about this. My, LeBron James is about more than basketball. And I know that he, his legacy will be not just basketball, but will be a multitude of things. I, I don't want to lose focus of that. He's done some really good things in multiple communities. He's about serious business now. He's done some great things in entertainment. And honestly, the story that that is him is really outrageous. I know that there's some guys who sit out there, well, he was born on third base. No, he, he's done some pretty unbelievable, outrageously cool things for a guy who's from the same vicinity as I am. And I know a lot of guys who had a lot of talent that didn't make anything of what a tenth of what LeBron has done with his talent. He he is truly a great American story. And I mean that sincerely. But he has forgotten what made him the icon. He's forgotten that. When you go to L.A., you don't go to L.A. and the Lakers come with you. It's not just one of those things. I know Reggie Jackson He said he brought his star with him 
to the New York Yankees. That was one thing that Reggie said. The Yankees are bigger than Reggie. The Yankees are bigger than Jeter. The Yankees are bigger than all of them. And when you go to New York, if you want to go to New York just to be in New York, you play for the Mets or you play for the Nets or you play for the Jets. I don't mean for it to rhyme. It just seems to go that way. But when you play for those preeminent teams, that's a part of it. If you want to be in L.A. just to be in L.A. or on the outskirts of L.A., I should say, you can go play for Anaheim. The Dodgers are something different. And the Lakers are something different. And so when you go to the Lakers, you're part of that history. The preeminent history of what an NBA franchise has been. And LeBron has forgotten that. And really, the Lakers have forgotten that, too. I don't mean to put it all on LeBron, but I have to because he's the biggest name. And I think the Lakers have forgotten that. Blame it on Jeannie Buss. Blame it on whatever you want to. She's the owner. The Bucks should stop with her. Palenka, he shares some of this. Everybody shares some of this. But when you look at LeBron... He is the biggest figure out of this. And when you see what this team has not been this season and the distraction that has come with it, and this starts even before LeBron's there, when Lonzo Ball gets drafted and LeVar Ball's popping his mouth off with God knows what, and if your boy does not have what it takes to back up your comments, people are going to go after your son. And so the Lakers now look like a mess. However, there is a little bit of a tinge here, and I I couldn't help but laugh when he kind of holds his breath and says, I'm not going to be here. Do we have that, Tom? Can I hear that? I'm not going to be here. (laughs) Just get ready to hear that many, many times over. Tom, load that a bunch of times, because to me it's just, it's one of the best lines I've heard all year in 2019. I'm not going to be here. (laughs) Dad, what did you and Mom get me for Christmas, Dad? I'm not going to be here. I hear you, and my daughter are expecting a child. How do you intend to pay for this child? I'm not going to be here. (laughs) It goes with everything. Now, it could be beneficial to the Lakers long term. Magic, quote-unquote, isn't going to be there. You just heard him a bunch of times. But is he really not going to be there? Because Magic, one of the things that have gotten in the way, and Magic's right, he's, he's got an amazing life. He has flamed out in some pretty spectacular ways in other walks of life of what he's tried to do. The Magic Hour, being a head coach, now being a team president of basketball operations. He's done a lot of silly things, and he's been able to come out of it wonderfully. Because we love Magic Johnson. I love Magic Johnson. I don't want to hate Magic Johnson. Just look at the guy. The guy's fun. The way from the, when he played, when he was at MSU. To where he is now. Who wants to hate Magic Johnson? So Magic gets to go back to being what he is, which is really an ambassador for greatness and an ambassador for L.A. in general because he's got the Dodgers still and an ambassador for his team, the L.A. Lakers, what he's synonymous with, the Bus family, and trying to bring them back to greatness. And this is a nice little loophole if he wants it. Now, if Magic really wants to, and who knows if he's really going to want to, and who knows if it's really going to be something that works. It might work with me, and it might work with an older generation. I don't know if it's going to work with a younger one. But now Magic doesn't have to worry about being fine. Magic doesn't have to worry about tampering. Magic doesn't have to worry about Dell Demps getting upset with him. He doesn't have to worry about these things anymore. Unimpugned, he can talk to anybody he wants to. 
And even though there's a rumor, well, Magic's concerned that they won't be able to get the free agents that they want to get, which means that this thing would be another disaster because any year you don't make the playoffs with LeBron freaking James, that's a disaster. But he can talk to anybody he wants now. At any time, he could pick up the phone and speak to anybody because he is untethered from the L.A. Lakers. It's a small loophole that, yes, I know I get into conspiracy theory. Yes, I understand that this gets to off-the-beaten-path, coast-to-coast AM stuff. But it is a possibility. Well, one of the things that got brought up earlier this week, after this story got brought up, well, what could happen? Could LeBron leave after a year? And out of all these scenarios... With Magic gone, Genie Bus trying to find somebody, remember this point, Genie Bus trying to, to, to find somebody to run the organization, to, to do what's right, to, to honor her father's legacy, trying to do that through all this craziness. There's one thing that should say steadfast. LeBron James has spent 16 years trying to get the team the way he wants it. In Cleveland, Dan Gilbert got in the way. Coaches got in the way. He went to Miami. Pat Riley, to him, got in the way. Mickey Arison gets in the way. Back in Cleveland, Dan Gilbert, even though they make a deal with the devil to each other and they'd soon seen each other in hell before they see each other with each other, they would still come together and make a business plan, but it still went. Dan's the owner. It's my team, and I'm taking it back, damn it. That's Dan Gilbert. LeBron had to go. And now in 16 years, he's finally got it the way he wants it. Every decision that this team is going to make now is going to be ran through LeBron James and Rich Paul. While LeBron doesn't want, and he's been famous for washing his hands. I I don't make the decisions around here, which is the biggest load of garbage one man could ever say to the media. I don't make the decisions around here. I don't want any sort of interpretation or any sort of involvement of what's going on. Don't interpret how I say things and certainly don't think I'm involved, which again is complete garbage. Everybody makes their decision based on their primetime player, and they certainly make every decision based on the player of the generation. LeBron's got that power now. Jeannie Buss, as the owner of the Lakers, who has done nothing but look to people inward, tried to find people who are close to her to run this organization, to, to help this organization get off the mat. Jeannie Buss looks inward. Where else is she going to look now? You can't bring back Del Harris. You ain't going to bring in Nick Van Exel. You got LeBron James at 34 going on 35 years old. The team is officially his. Genie Bus should go to LeBron, go to Rich Paul, go to Rob Palenka, get it all together on a table and say, do what you can to bring this team back. For LeBron, and it is, by the way, a faulty, faulty logic. Who knows if 21, 22, 23-year-old young guys really want to be with LeBron. Who knows whether or not 26, 27-year-old free agents really want to be with LeBron. You remember when you were 21? Do you remember how old 35 was? When you were in your mid-20s, could you even imagine 35 years old, wife, kids, and especially you had money to you at 25, 26 years old. Could you imagine any of that stuff? Do you think any one of these young guys in the NBA really want to imagine playing, again, for LeBron? That's a question. And that's something that he has to answer. 
He does have an opportunity through all this, and this is just a complete and utter dumpster fire with every sense of its being. He has a golden opportunity, and he really does, to pull this thing out of it and leave one hell of a legacy. He'll never approach Michael again. It will never be brought up again. The conversation is dead. We're already anointing our next LeBron after we anointed our next Michael some 15, 16 years ago now. We're already anointing our next LeBron and Zion Williamson. His time is already starting to come to an end. He can leave something incredible. One last run if he can convince the talent. If he can convince someone like Kevin Durant to put more pressure on himself to play with LeBron and really for LeBron already a dozen years into the league and thoroughly cement himself as the number two for the generation. That's it, and that's all. If he can do that, LeBron is not just a hell of a basketball player in the generation. He's one of the greatest salesmen to ever live. It's a very, very tall hill to climb. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it, and right now I would think he, he can't. But he has that opportunity now. It took him 16 years to get an owner to get out of the way. It took him 16 years to get presidencies and, and, and head coaches because they've mutually agreed to part ways, which is just something that's fantastic. Yeah, while dad sleeps on the couch, him and mom have mutually agreed to part ways. While dad sleeps in a one-bedroom shack or while he stays at a red roof inn and while he cries himself to sleep, him and mom have mutually agreed to part ways. Okay, got it. He's got that head coach he didn't want out of the way again. He's got that ownership in the palm of his hands because he's the only one who can do it. In this sense, he is bigger than the Lakers. But to all of us, it won't be that way. To history, it won't be that way. He can help change that. I don't know if he's going to be able to seize that opportunity. It very well could be too little too late for LeBron James. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Who should coach the Lakers? And honestly, I've been seeing people just rub their hands together. They've been, they've been wringing their hands like evil villains. Are you enjoying these Lakers struggles? 855-212-4227. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. We got some guests today, boy. You're going to want to be listening to today's show. First off, the great Peter Schwartz, he will be in at 11 o'clock. He might not know it, but he will be. We are talking good, strong playoff hockey, which Peter's going to be proud of me. I've watched some games this hot already this postseason. Saw Zach Wierenski getting his first NHL fight. This was good stuff, baby. So Peter's going to join us at 11 a.m. Eastern. Also, Howard Beck, 11.40 a.m. Eastern, senior NBA writer, Bleach Report, NBA TV, NBA Radio, Full 48 podcast. He joins us at 11.40. And I know Paul and Maple out there is going to be thrilled. Coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern. This is now, of course, 12.20 p.m. Eastern. We have five burning questions, which I'm sure I'm going to be asked a lightning rod question about a certain possible NBA coach out there. However, at 1 p.m. Eastern, Kyle Busch joins us on the show. He's getting ready for Richmond tonight. He joins us on the show live on CBS Sports Radio coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to ask him about NASCAR and the problems with NASCAR because I'm a huge NASCAR fan, and they got to get up off the mat because there's some problems there. And, and, And there is a connection I make. Watching the Masters this week, and being a long time, now I'm, a, I'm becoming more and more of a golfer as time goes on. 
My co-host during the week is a big golfer. He takes me out. He's a very good, patient coach, good dude about it. And so I've had a lot of fun golfing lately. So there's a lot of fun there with that. However, I think that when I watch the PGA and I've become more and more engrossed in the PGA, but I know that a lot lot of listeners are interested, honestly. I mean, every single, the masters are the masters. But other than that, when you start talking golf, there's not a whole lot to get into other than Tiger. And that's always been a problem. And I think I have a connection with my longtime love of NASCAR and obviously my newfound love of golf. Uh, also, and, and Tom just says it right here in the thing, Howard's going to move up to 11. So Howard Beck's going to join us, not 1140, but at 11. And then we'll talk good, strong hockey talk with Peter Schwartz coming up at 1120. 855-2124-CBS. Before I get to Conrad in Milwaukee, again, I just look at what, what's gone on with the Lakers. There is a way out of it. It's just far-fetched. And I've seen LeBron James conquer far-fetched scenarios before. So I don't want to count him out yet and look like an idiot. It could be the greatest achievement by him in his entire NBA career other than the 2016 championship with the Cavs. But if you think about where the Lakers are at right now, if he's able to get some guys in, do that sell job, and then be able to hoist over the Western Conference. If they don't have Kevin Durant, it opens it up a little bit again. If he's able to do that and then cap off what has been a stunning career, it does change this conversation with LeBron. Because I've had a complicated relationship as a broadcaster talking about LeBron, as a fan talking about LeBron. There's been a lot of things that have kind of gone up and down. And over this year... For the people that are usually from the area I'm at, there's a lot of people who can't believe he did this again. And then the other half are, hey, thankful for the championship, bye-bye. But I look over him and I think, man, it's been a disappointment. Because you you go to L.A., and if you want to continue great success, if you want to continue and cap off your career, part of one of the all-time great organizations in professional sports. No matter what we think of the Lakers, they have been. We have to be honest with each other. If you want to cap off and be a part of one of the greatest organizations in professional sports history and get a fourth ring somehow, if you're really going to be driven to do it, then go right on ahead. You've done what you've done in Cleveland. You've done what you've done in Miami. Go right on ahead and do it but it feels like he's a consultant, like this is some sort of early retirement and that he's got other projects going, which he does. Space Jam 2 starts filming this summer. He's got other different issues that he deals with when it comes to, and they're serious issues, and I'm not going to go against any one of those, but when you look at the movies, the television, the business, everything else, it leads a natural basketball fan, a regular basketball fan to go, where's your head at? Because Michael has all those other things. Michael owns an NBA team. But when Michael was on the floor, even when he was 40 years old with the Wizards, still averaging 20 a game, by the way, when he was on the floor with the Wizards at 40 years old, you, you knew where Michael's head was. It was about killing opponents. So you could leave that legacy, and yeah, he had a little bit of a gut, and yeah, you know, he wasn't as fast as what he was, but he could still put one on you when he wanted to. He could still hit you with that spin. He could still raise up the way he wanted to every now and then, not as much as he could in the past, but he could still do that. And so it was fun to watch Michael. At the end here, what are we doing? What are you doing with this? And I think it's been a big disappointment for him. 855-2124-CBS. Let's get to Conrad in Milwaukee. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Conrad. Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. All I got is, I want to know where Kobe fits into this. I can't see Kobe not fitting into this. 
it's and I can't help but laugh. I mean, Laker drama. I mean, we want to. I mean, I love that Laker team back in the day with Kobe and Shaq. You know, five championships. I remember the conversation was Kobe was the next up after Michael. He was supposed to be. He was the best player. And then LeBron. Once LeBron hit the scene. You know, everything just kind of shriveled up. So I can't see, like, now all of a sudden LeBron's in L.A. I mean, that's – I just think Kobe's got to fit into this somehow. And if it's about basketball, one thing I do know about Kobe, he took playing basketball pretty darn serious. He was, like, kind of a really, really competitive guy. I'm pretty sure he punched some guys in the face during That's practice. his legacy. Yeah, that, that – well, he well, – well, he cussed out Mitch Kupchak, and I think he might have punched. He made Jeremy Lin cry. Now I don't know if he punched him in the face. He might have punched somebody else in the face, so but I know he did. He, somebody That's got socked. I got, I yes, thank you very much, Conrad. If you're Genie Bus, you can't let Kobe come back. You can't let him be a part of the organization. If you're Genie Bus, you can't do this. First off, LeBron's running the organization. LeBron can't do that. This is a whole fight with Laker fan. You got to protect Laker fan. This is the entire fight with you. If you want to start the Kobe stuff, go right on ahead. 855-2124-CBS. But you can't bring Kobe back. Not yet. You can't bring him into the fold, into management, and do that stuff yet. You can wait three more years, and then if LeBron's gone, go ahead and bring Kobe back if you want to. You can't do that now. You can't have LeBron. If Kobe wants to, Kobe, I bet, would love to. LeBron working for Kobe? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, please. But LeBron and Genie Bus, you, you'll create hell storms if you do that. You, you can't do it. You, you have to be all in. There's one guy on the floor who can take care of that business right now, and that's LeBron, and even he has a hurt groin. Kobe can't get out on the floor yet and, and, and give you what you need ever again. So he can be in the front office, and he might be able to scout him, and he might be able to impart his wisdom if he really wants to, but you can't have him involved yet. That is a train wreck rating to happen, and then you're dealing with a guy with LeBron who still has some years left who's going to be cantankerous about it. I bet some Lakers fans would love it. I bet some Lakers fans would love it if they just made him a part of the organization and they got the hell rid of LeBron James because they are Kobe people out there. But you can't do that if you're the Lakers. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. A little bit more of this when we come back. Remember, Howard Beck coming up at 11, and somehow... Tom Brady looks even better. If you don't believe me, just take a look at Aaron Rodgers and Big Ben. This is the Ken Carmen Show. All right, listen up, you pig. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. It's great news, by the way. You can save money by going to Geico. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. In 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. 11 o'clock, Howard Beck joining us. Speaking of pigs, hello there, Tom. I thought that might be coming. You piece of slop. What's uh, up, you jerk? I, I got something to admit to you and Chris. You guys probably haven't seen it either, so it's okay. Tomorrow, Game of Thrones restarts, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a single second of that show. I'm not that surprised. It doesn't seem to be... Fantasy doesn't seem to be your kind of genre. I just see that woman riding around on dragons and the whatnot and some of those commercials, and I'm like, man, uh, maybe I'll start it someday. I can't knock it because it's the biggest TV show in the world. You would very much enjoy it, Ken. Very, very much enjoy it. I hear there's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of, like, political scheming and sassiness. 
I think you would very much enjoy I it. I do enjoy I, some good sass. And they do, uh, they earn the dragon usage, I do have to say. Uh, they do. It's earned by the plot. It's not gratuitous. It doesn't, it, it takes a long time to work up to it. Like, no the, gratuitous dragons. The, it's true, though. It's the reason why this show is so mainstream popular, <laughs> because the magic in it is earned. It's not silly, if that makes sense. Maybe I'll go back and watch it a little bit later on. I, mean, I don't know. Chris, have you seen this show? I do watch the show. I do like the show, but there's more downtime than I think a lot of people realize. There's times when I watch Game of Thrones, I get a little bored. You get bored during Game of Thrones? Yeah, like you hear Tom, they're talking about the dragons and the boobs and everything, but there's a lot of time Jeez. of talking. For Chris, 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 how old are you? 25. Judas Priest, could you lighten up there? The boobs? Is that what it is? Did I get, I get to see your boobs, man? Would you stop? Good God. What a <laughs> child. What a child. I mean, they got dragons, but you guys, they got boobs. Okay, great. Uh, that's 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 why you watch a show. Okay, Chris. Without I mean, what's that, a better selling point than that, really? Without your filth, could we could we restart this and go again, Chris? Go right on ahead. I mean, obviously, yeah. If you if you see one, you want to see them all. I'm just pointing it out that I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's the reason. Like I've heard, like yeah, there's plenty of nudity. Okay, I don't think I'm gonna tune into a show on a light because people are getting naked. That's not how this works. Like, if I don't like a show, I'm not tuning in for nudity. It's just not going to happen. So you got to give me more than the nudity. I like the plots, okay, which I'm sure you can draw any conclusion you want to. But I like to hear a plot. I like to hear a storyline. I like some theater to it. Like, I feel like Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights here, okay? If we're just going to say it. There's such a good example. There you go. Thank you. That's the type of character that's in this show, though. Give me some feeling Very before your clothes are off. Unique characters, and it's all about these weird power struggles. The the nudity is kind of overplayed in the first well, season. Just seems it's there. To, Chris just seems to fast forward until he sees people topless, and then he just watches those scenes. You do, don't you, Chris? Oh, come on, I'm not like that. Good God, you pig! <laughs> Lord Almighty, your mother could be listening to this. What should we? What would she think of her Christopher? I really hope my mom is not listening to this. She would be okay, disappointed. So, so Todd, forget Chris. Chris can just go suck on a lemon for a minute here. I, I need I need Tom. Tom. Yes, sir. So I think I'm going to wait until this season's over, and then I'll watch it later. That's that's fair. I mean, you're never going to get it all finished by tomorrow anyway. But I, I mean, would yeah. say that, you know, there's going to be some spoilery things out in the air. You might, you might know things that you don't realize – are stuck in there. Yeah, well, I knew, but I told you, but you don't, you don't remember this. Joe D remembers this. I didn't see the Sopranos until the Sopranos were over. Exactly. So I knew what happened. I know what happened to Tony Soprano at the end. Well, what we don't know what happened to Tony Soprano at the end. What did happen to Tony Soprano at the end? Yeah. I understand the final scene and I still enjoyed the Sopranos when I started watching the Sopranos. Yeah, no, I think you will enjoy this anyway. What do you think happened to Tony Soprano? I think he lived. Wow. Everybody thinks he died. Get I think he lived. Here. Nah, I think Hot he lived. take. Yeah, I think he lived. Everybody <laughs> wanted to make a big deal when the door opens and the music suddenly no stops way. and that's the end of it. I think he lived. You don't think he lived? No way. Why? Because he got whacked. That was the whole point of the ending. I don't it think so. It got foreshadowed. It was, it's, Wait a minute. His daughter, Meadow, walks through the door. Right. She then sees he gets it. whacked? Yeah. That's the moment it happens. He looks up and boom. In a crowded restaurant. Mm-hmm. Listen, there have been mobs in crowded restaurants. I understand there's been some. Yeah, I, I, I got that. Right the near clam hot. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Who was that? Anastasia. 
Who was that? I should know that, but I don't. You should know that, Tom. I mean, Since I you are Italian. Ha, ha, ha. I'm kidding. Um, I, no, I mean, there have been, but this is, come on. This was still 2000. What year was this when this went down? When the, when the show ended? 2000-whatever? Yeah. So it's still, I, I think things are different than where they were in 1950-whatever. 07. Even when Castellano got, got it outside the steakhouse. You get what I'm saying here? It's like bold, there were... and like Holston's is like a very wholesome, old-school family diner. It would be an insane Man. place to have something like that happen, a, a mob boss murdered in front of his family. However, it is an epic hit to end Fair. a heroic story that you just watched for whatever it was, seven seasons. So. That's Six true, seasons. but I, I think he lived. I think he just, I, I think that was the end of it, and he lived. And Well, the, I usually think that characters play out the way they do in real life, so I think Tony died of a heart attack. Well, there you not go. trying to be morbid, not trying to be nasty. I'm just, I'm just telling you the truth here. That's all I'm trying to say. Way to go, David Chase. That's a well-made show. Well done, well done, David. Two one six five or eight five eight five five two one two four CBS. Almost threw out the wrong number there. I know. First time. Hopefully, it won't be the last time. Uh, Howard Beck joining us in less than twenty minutes. I brought on Tom. Tom was much happier. He was, he was surprised that I didn't see Game of Thrones. He was shocked and dismayed by my take that I said about the Patriots earlier last week. He was actually heartbroken, I think. Because what I said about the Patriots is that I hope they get Josh Rosen. There is no better foil. There's no better villain than the New England Patriots. If you're a fan of any one of these teams, think about it. If you're a Chiefs fan right now and you're listening in the greater Kansas City area, or you're a Browns fan, or you're a Jets fan, throw the Jets in there too. What the hell, right? They got a nice young quarterback in Sam Darnold, or a Ravens fan, or just any fan. But if you're one of the up-and-comers, where do you set the bar? Beating the Chiefs would be nice. Beating the Patriots? For some fans, it's not winning the Super Bowl. It might be nearly as good as beating beating the Patriots in a Super Bowl. To beat the Patriots is a big, big deal. To beat anybody else, it's a deal. It's not like beating the Patriots. Could you imagine going in? What what we dream about, young quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, you dream of it. Going into New England, going into Gillette, Tom Brady, the aura that's around him, a guy who won his first Super Bowl when some of the guys playing against him defensively were in diapers, literally, quite literally. Think about where it's at now. How great of a system would that be? And then you look back on the history, they just make a perfect villain. The jowls of Bill Belichick, the greatness of Tom Brady, how they take all these guys. There's no great big collection of legends on that team. There's guys that Patriots fans like. Yes, you've had Rob Gronkowski, quite possibly the greatest tight end ever. Other than that, you've had a couple of guys that I feel are interchangeable. People make a big deal about Julian Edelman being a Hall of Famer. I'm not trying to go down that road. I really don't think so. And I think that a lot of other guys, you can look at it and think that Tom Brady, you can thank him for giving him a career. Him, Wes, Danny Amendola. You got guys who Tom Brady makes legends. or Tom Brady makes famous. He's just that much better. And so to beat the Patriots, to play against the Patriots is one thing. At a high level is, is, is already an honor. To beat the Patriots would mean something else. It means more in the AFC than it would be to beat the Steelers, to beat the Chiefs, to beat anybody else. Just like in the NFC, if you're meeting against the Patriots, it's a bigger deal to beat Tom Brady and the Patriots, even for an NFC team, than it is to beat maybe Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. 
Lambeau, there's an argument. I'll give you that argument. But other than that, there's questions. If I have these guys, and to look over this week, and you see what's going on this week with Antonio Brown and what he said to Juju Smith-Schuster, and then Rashard Mendenhall at 4 in the morning saying that Ben Roethlisberger, or implying or basically saying it out loud that Ben Roethlisberger was things that nobody in the world ever wants to be called, really nasty things. Took it back five hours later. I'm supposed to believe that Tom Brady's slowing down. I'm supposed to believe that Tom Brady doesn't make these other quarterbacks, the older quarterbacks in the NFL, shake in their boots. I'm supposed to believe that he hasn't applied pressure. That's the true test of greatness. When I brought up Golden State, Golden State in the past has been such a great team and could still be that team, but has been such a great team that they make other teams worse. They make teams freak out, make crazy decisions, bring in guys they really shouldn't bring in to try to beat Golden State because guys are trying to save their jobs. For Tom Brady, look what's happened to Aaron Rodgers. He's compared to Tom Brady each and every day. Now there's questions about McCarthy. Well, he hated McCarthy from the very get-go. Now Aaron Rodgers won't talk to his teammates. Aaron Rodgers didn't like McCarthy or his teammates. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like his own family. And now you go into the 2019 season with Aaron Rodgers, and there's questions about Aaron Rodgers and his future. And if he doesn't get to the playoffs here with LaFleur, maybe it was McCarthy who was right. Maybe it wasn't Aaron Rodgers who was correct, the grand old man. Now you're looking at a 35, 36-year-old quarterback and a team that has been notoriously forward-thinking about this where if you don't get where you need to go in a tough division, we don't know what the Lions are going to be. We have no idea what the Vikings are going to be, but they should be a tough football team, at least defensively. We know that the Bears are going to be tough, certainly defensively. If you can't find your way into the playoffs again, now all of a sudden we're not just wondering about the Packers. We're wondering about your future. Over in Pittsburgh, I don't need to tell you what's going on in Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown and the questions of the leadership of Ben Roethlisberger and how you have two other quarterbacks who are younger than Tom Brady where they're at a crossroads of their career and quite possibly at the twilight of their career. But There's Tom in the midst of another controversy with his owner, even though that's seemingly dying out by the day. In the midst of another run to a Super Bowl, more than likely while he loses one of the greatest tight ends in NFL history, while the team has to make decisions and let guys go and try to bring other guys in and see if they can elongate some of the careers of young football players out there, while other guys were getting worked out around the league yesterday, Bill Belichick was over at Fenway Park. They just got it better than anybody else. Somehow... The greatest quarterback of this generation, and I know, I know all you people who hate the Patriots, well, kiss his ass, Ken, you know it's the truth. Somehow, through all this, the greatest quarterback of the generation looks even better. Do you have any idea how good it has to be to be Tom Brady today? How good it has to be to be a Patriots fan today? Your quarterback, and it's his boiling Tom's blood, I know it, and that's why I love it. Your quarterback somehow looks even better. Ben Roethlisberger, a Hall of Famer. <laughs> We're wondering if he can hold down the fort in the AFC, uh, the AFC North with Cincinnati, who's nothing, with Baker Mayfield, who is calling his shot every single time and seems to be the type of crazy hillbilly that everybody loves, and Lamar Jackson, where I can't find anybody outside of Ravens fans and the Ravens themselves and Lamar Jackson's own family that says that he's going to be a franchise quarterback, but somehow he's able to put his team into the postseason. 
They're all coming for Ben. The NFC North is all coming for Aaron Rodgers. Meanwhile, Tom Brady, yeah, I know you got Sam Darnold. Got it. Oh, the Dolphins are tanking even though they had our former head coach. Got it. The Bills, they got Josh Allen. He's able to, he's got a good strong arm. They got a good coach in Sean McDermott. Okay, yeah, great. Wonderful. Good for you guys. Phillip Rivers, the grand old man out west, still can't beat me. Patrick Mahomes, well, you can cry and moan about not getting the ball in overtime, but I'm the one who won. And the guys in his generation, we're looking to replace. We're looking to criticize. We're looking to criticize their leadership. Tom Brady, the supreme. Better than anything else. And somehow approaching over 40 and getting even further and still good. He can't load it up the way he used to. I get it. But still good. Still effective in every sense of the word. Winning Super Bowls, winning more, continuing to go through this process that is a sterling NFL career. Still finds a way to get it done. Still finds a way to look even better. You really want somebody else to be the villain? How? This is a guy who's Teflon. They are the John Gotti of the NFL. Four-game suspension, he still wins a Super Bowl. You want Spygate, you want Deflategate, they still win Super Bowls. Greasy action in a strip mall in Florida, they're still favored to win a Super Bowl. How could you want anybody else? If you're one of those teams out there, and I'm serious, I know that people can't stand hearing good things about the Patriots. If you're a Browns fan right now and you're one of the up-and-comers or even a Jets fan or any one of those teams that I mentioned before, there's one team you want to beat. And in any of the other other teams, it's the New England Patriots. It's more fun. It's more exciting. And somehow, when you really hate the Patriots, you know in your heart of hearts, it makes whatever rivalry you hold in your heart even better. Can't say that about the Steelers and can't say that about the Packers. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, Howard Beck. We'll talk NBA and what's going to happen with the Lakers. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.